Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. On this episode 106 of the Pinball Show, I welcome on an every man's pinball player as we discuss the new Queen Pinball Machine, Dead Rabbits, Stern Pinball's trip to Comic-Con, and all we got was this lousy t-shirt and Aussie autograph. The upcoming Phase 4 of Stern Pinball releases, Stern production updates, and upcoming accessories, Pinball market trends, Joel's ongoing transformation into a certified shill, and Pinuendo. Damn, I love doing this show. And even more, I love that you are along for the ride. Thank you. Now cue a theme-appropriate Queen song. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. Buddy, you're a boy, make a big noise, playing in the street, gonna be a big man someday. You got mud on your face, you big disgrace. Kicking your can all over the place Singing We will, we will rock you It's time for the Pinball Show We will, we will rock you It's Pinball with personality Buddy, you're a young man, hot man Shouting in the street Gonna take on the world someday you got Ladies and gentlemen, what's happening? It's that time of the week again for the Pinball Show It's episode 106 I'm your host, Zach Minnie And I've got a good friend on today uh, surprisingly, I've never had this individual on before. Very surprising to me because, quite frankly, I feel like he's a co-host already in a lot of ways. <laughs> he has grown immensely over the last few years from zero to hero. <laughs> it's the host of Triple Drain Pinball Podcast, just another pinball podcast, and the Flipping Out Pinball Streaming Channel, ladies and gentlemen, Joel Engelberth. Hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, Joel. You're here. I am here. Yeah, excited to be here. I'm. I don't know. I just assumed, you know, like ah, I don't need to get Joel on. He's already. I, I do. There's too much stuff. I do too many things. So to to. And I'm not saying that in a braggingly way. It's more of like I really should probably narrow this down a little bit. And uh, but no, I'm I'm happy to be on here and always happy to talk pinball. You're kind of like the Marvel Studios, Joel, of pinball creators. You're everywhere. I. It's. I don't, yes, it's, to me, at the end of the day, Triple Drain is just me chatting it up with two good friends and having a good time. Just Another Pinball Podcast has really kind of honed in on one-on-one interviews, mm-hmm. and um, even the Triple Drain guys understand, they're like, yeah, you you know, you focus on, uh, you know, there's no reason to have three guys interview a guest when the reality is everybody just wants to hear the guest, <laughs> so you really only need one guy to interview them, and, and then the stream is the stream. And yeah, this... I'm happy to stream, you know, between the the Pinball Network and flipping out. So it's which it's one a did, lot, do you feel more comfortable great. doing one over the other, or are they both kind of the same thing to you? The stream, uh, yeah, the, between the, a stream and a podcast or an interview. Doing an interview is more like I don't know. I I can give Travis and Tom a hard time. I'm not worried. I go into that. I mean, we have a few bullet points and just let it rip. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you have. Uh, somebody important uh, that you're interviewing you want to make sure you're putting on a good impression but at the same time you don't want to sound like an idiot and you want to give <laughs> them the floor you want you want to make sure the conversation's continuing in a natural way and and you want them to shine so that's absolutely interviews are are the most work uh streaming 
I, you know, I just put my pride at the door and just, I know <laughs> if I, if I do something well, if I actually play well, that's a surprise to me and everybody watching. So I, I, I have very low expectations for my level of play, but my main goal when I'm streaming is just keep chat engaged, have a good conversation and, and, you know, some laughs along the way. And it, that's pretty relaxed as well. I think that there's a big component of streaming and entertainment, especially streaming pinball that you're capturing, and that's the everyman streamer. You know, we got the Carl D'Angelo's of the world. We got the competitive pinball of the world. Some of it is just thrilling. Some of it will put you to sleep, but you're the everyman. You are 90% of pinball enthusiasts and hobbyists that watch streams or listen to podcasts or watch YouTube videos. You're that person, so I think you represent all of us very well. Thank you for doing that. Hey, I'm happy to portray average. You know, That's I can right. <laughs> I can do that just fine. I well, some of the people in stream they or in chat they always just you know I, I make fun of myself because I you know, it's unfortunate you have these amazing amazing coders like Ray Day mm-hmm. that that build this crazy depth into a game, and here I am flirting with the first I don't know forty percent <laughs> of it. I, I can't get past that, or if I do, it's rare, and. Um, and, 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 you know, I apologize. I'm like, sorry, guys. I, you know, if you want to see more of the game, go watch IE Pinball or, or Raid A Pinball. You know, like, go watch some other streamers. And, and chat's normally like, no, we kind of view this like NASCAR. You know, we're here for the wrecks, and you oh. provide us plenty of those. So, <laughs> you know what? I'm happy to do it. You're, you're <laughs> happy the to hockey do it. fights of minor league hockey. That's great. Yep. That is yep. great. And, listener, you guys know that I've said this like a broken record one of my favorite qualities, maybe my favorite quality in another human being is humility. And Joel, you've got it. I love humility. Somebody, <laughs> some, and it, it, a lot of times people hear the word humility and they think it's a bad thing, but it's actually a, a positive attribute that people can possess. You're very self-aware. You're aware that you're not the best pinball player, but uh, you can ride the successes that you do have and also be critical of yourself whenever you do make mistakes. I love humility. You're, you're kind of a rising star here, Joel. Man, wow. watch, here we go, trending up, I, damn. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, I, at the end of the day, I started all this at the beginning of COVID, and what credentials do I have? None. Like, no, I'm not no. a designer. I'm not, I don't do it. It's just, I'm I'm a person who's passionate about pinball and started recording myself talking and <laughs> turned on some cameras while I played. And Here lately, you've been throwing some rumors out there. Camped out by the water cooler, hearing stuff that I haven't well, even heard, yeah. so that's amazing. <laughs> Some of those, it's interesting. Well, yeah, I've, it's surprising. All of a sudden, people start emailing you or Facebook messaging you. Yep. Ran, hey, have you heard about this or that? And, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to stake my name on it. I can't say that 100% of them are true. And I don't have the fancy song like Dennis and Tony. Yeah, did EGP send you a cease and desist and say, hey, we got rumor <laughs> corner here. Do we don't need no. Jolie corner. <gasps> Joel, well, what's Jolie? Jolie! No. Jolie! 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 Wow, man, I love that song. That's the first, you know, I've never actually had that but in my entire life. You're the first person to, like, legit first person to put that together. So, well, you know, like, because I'm a brilliant mastermind brilliant. of pinball podcasting, that's why. Yeah, what a segment he's got over there. I'm not bitter at all. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I give facts, he gives rumors, and, you know, whatever. I get it. Jolie. Now I'm thinking of Dolly Parton. Pinball bounty, everybody. Did you see mm. that Dolly Parton that did pop up on uh, Facebook? I think, yeah, I sent it to you. <laughs> I yeah, messaged you. You and 20 other people. <laughs> yeah. That's the only well, bad thing about happens. the bounty. Whenever I yep. find a game like that, either I secure it and I still get messages or uh, I I turn it down and I still get messages and it reminds me of how bad I won a game. That one, there you go. That one was close, guys. It was you close. Said it was too, 
He said it's too sloppy for me. It's like sloppy. Well, <laughs> okay. Now, yeah. now I wouldn't have said that publicly, but uh, what? <laughs> what? The back of the cab, <laughs> eh, you know, yeah. the, the cabinet work was a little. Look, it was beautiful. It had new playfield, new plastics. I I thought it was gorgeous, but for the price that they were asking, uh, I was going to have to redo the cab. You know, I'd rather start with a beater at that point. Okay, man, are you a Dolly Parton fan? Sure. I mean, who isn't? Well, there's a lot of people I would say. How can you not like that woman? Do you know? I know she's a saint. Do you know that she was a Playboy bunny? I don't know if she's a Playboy bunny, but she was in a Playboy, I believe. Uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise Act me. Like you don't know Joe Lee. Okay. I did. Sure. I wasn't even born yet. Hey, you know, you can sign up. She has a book club. You can sign up for free books. I like do she's know a that. Saint. Yeah. Because my children, uh, my children receive those books. Yeah, I owe Dolly Parton the world, and the reason yeah. I was <laughs> in broadcasting, Joe, this is what we call a, a stretch. Looking for a segue there. Speaking of bunnies, oh. I yeah, see, I'm trying. <laughs> that was that was flawless. Yeah, was, that really went, man, yeah, yeah, nailed Just, it. Yeah, no fucking rumor corner, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> I I haven't talked about this, but a month ago, listener. My family purchased a rabbit, a bunny, as a pet, as if we don't have enough on our, on our uh, list of things to be responsible for. We have four kids. We have two mutt dogs and a business and a house and an above-ground pool. And now we have a rabbit. Have you ever, uh, ever had a rabbit or a, a bunny rabbit? Joe? Uh, no, but I know my, my niece, she started with one and then they got a second. And if you get a second, you got to make sure don't put them in the same cage. Say, because if you got a second, there's she gonna... ended up with like six or seven <laughs> and she sold a few of them. Now she has three. I mean, wow. So just, just stick to one, just stick to one and hopefully yeah. you'll be all right. Our beautiful rabbit. She's a little designer rabbit. So we had to buy her special rabbits are like mm. five bucks, but <laughs> if you're dumb, like the minis. You want to find a way to spend substantially more on a rabbit for no apparent reason. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we went and picked up a, a rabbit. Her name is Harlow. Any of you listeners? Harlow. Harlow. Harlow the okay. hare. I thought it was mm. clever. If any of you listeners out there have any tips for me on taking care of a bunny rabbit, your precious. Oh, yes, you are. She's an actual indoor pet. We're potty training her into a, a litter box. And yeah. And the dogs haven't eaten her yet, so yeah. how horrible would that be, Joel? My kids start screaming, would, yeah. I go up there, and there's just rabbit intestines spewed all across my wonderful hardwood floors. Dog's got blood clots on its mouth. Hmm. That's a that's a visual right there, yeah. my uh, Our dog found a rabbit nest in our backyard, and... I'll tell you, walking across that was uh, quite a quite a murder scene. She had like, they were like split in half and like laid out in a oh line. My it God. was insane. Entrails everywhere. Yeah, but okay. Well, I don't know. Hey, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, email us at the pinball network at gmail if I'm crazy or if you uh, if you yourself have rabbits. But some people have pigs. That's, that's weird. I don't know if we've ever started an episode of news here on the pinball show, Joe, with the pinball brothers. Mm. Listener, we know that the Pinball Brothers was kind of a result of Highway Pinball going defunct and the Pinball Brothers stepping in, purchasing that company, and attempting to continue production of alien pinball machines. They have since, this last week, released officially their next pinball title. And that, my friends, is themed around one of the greatest musical bands of all time, Queen. Queen. <laughs> 
a Queen fan? I mean, uh, they're a good band. It's uh, there's. I'd be a no, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Is it, uh, <laughs> well, no. It's it, is is Queen a dream thing for me? Is Queen something I oh I gotta get at? No, it's it's not one you of those son bands. Of a bitch. Fucking um, Everclear. What are, what are you going no, for there? I, Counting Crows. I, I mean, I, I no, no. <laughs> it's what, like I, I just prefer more modern bands. I mean, this is this is outside. You know, people always talk about dad rock. I mean, I get it now. Now I'm a dad, and but I'm not. It's it's just a different category. Um, you know, Queen was really more popular before I <laughs> cared about music. You don't listen so. to Queen. You don't listen to Dolly Parton. What are you, Kings of Leon kind of guy there? No, Kings of the Night's not bad, but no, they're not on my mm. <laughs> on my iPod. What's on your iPod playlist there? Uh, you know, it's quite a assorted mix of eclectic. Uh, some uh, okay. Eclectic, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Lane Bryant. He's him and I apparently him and oh. uh, that would be Insanity Falls. We have very similar tastes in music, but kind of some harder music, some hardcore music. That and guy's then super electronica. weird. So. Okay, dude, Lane's a character. He's, he is. He's incredible. So you listen um, to a lot of marshmallow there, huh? Weirdo. No, no, not, okay. no, no. You can't even know. name a band or a group. I that told you, hey, I've to. said before, like Muse. Muse is a is a oh, modern God. like rock band that I absolutely enjoy. So I won't crap on it because I don't want the emails. Like I b- b- misspoke <laughs> with heart. So I do love heart, yeah. by the way. I'm but no, wrong. Queen is Queen's a huge theme, a huge theme, and Queen and I know or this Muse. <laughs> Well, I get it. Which is, if I was a pinball company and I could secure one or the other, yeah, Queen. Like you know, you're you're distributing them. You sold them mm-hmm. on a few photos. It, it's because of Queen. It's because of the name Queen. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a local guy that that I saw. He posted on Pinball Enthusiast. He's mm-hmm. like, Queen is my my wife's biggest dream theme. How comfortable should I be in Pinball Brothers and being able like he's ready. He's ready mm-hmm. to write a check. It's a good question. But yet he's hesitated just that tiny bit of. You know how rep like he's ready just because he heard Queen. I will say that when it comes to music and band pins, sometimes they just don't stick with me. Um, I don't know why. I think I don't think it's so much the. It might be the lack of storyline with band stuff. That's why I like things like Iron Maiden feels like it has a story, or GNR has this light show choreographs kind of stuff. But I don't know if band themes stick with my collection a lot. But if they do, I would love to have something like Queen because Queen is, I'm a huge Queen fan. I love Queen. I think that Freddie Mercury is probably one of the most talented artists of our all time. Of all time. He's like a sweet angel singing with those big old teeth. Love that guy. You know, he was worried about getting his teeth fixed because he didn't want it to uh, potentially change the way he sang or like the sound that he made. I don't blame him. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely, I mean, I agree. At the end of the day, you want to have a pinball machine where you like the music. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but music games are rough. I mean, they're hard because, yeah, you don't have defined story or something defined, like clearly some path to follow, like you do a movie or even, um, I don't know, comic book. There's so many different comic books. There's so many different storylines. Yeah. You don't have any of that. The one exception I can think of is Iron Maiden. Like Keith did a really good job of of making unique modes because he just put Eddie, the character, in mm-hmm. these different unique situations. But then you look at bands like Led Zeppelin and Rush, they don't really have unique modes, but the way that they handle the scoring and the song, well, that that's probably not fair. They Their songs, their modes or their multiballs are unique, but it's just they don't have a structure like that, like a story mode. It is mm. much more give you a whole bunch of options and how do you want to 
attack this or yeah, poor rated. Isn't this the part you crap on Rush Pinball? <laughs> no, it's not. Mm. Yes, I I am a huge fan of Ray Day, but at the same time, I want Ray Day to I, like. I hope Ray Day's next game isn't a music pin. Give Ray Day I some want, modes, baby. I yeah, want I want to see story. Lines. I want to see him attack something a little more linear, a little more mode based. But um, no music. I mean, you look at the difference between Metallica and even GNR. It's a lot of these pins you could just take out a band and put in a different band if you really wanted to and change a few little things because it's not point. like it's not like this um i mean gnr's a good example like there's really nothing about it that's gnr you could mm. put another band if you had all those assets and all the music you could place another band in there so instead Besides of the one top of the band spinner, members uh you know designing the game i guess True, but I'm I'm just when it comes to like toys and mechs or even start like every song in there, yeah, it's gonna be a slightly different choreographed mean. light show. I'm just but, waiting for you to start crapping on GNR pinball now. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Here's here's the problem, right? So Travis tells me I'm a fence sitter. <laughs> Travis, I never there it is. Yeah, that's Travis the problem. Murray <laughs> tells me Travis is the problem. Yes. He tells me I'm a fence sitter. All I do is just I never have a heavy take one way or the other. But I will tell you, that's the biggest thing after streaming or podcasting. The moment you take a stance on mm -hmm. something is the moment you get an email or a Facebook message or a, or a pin side post. You're dead to me. And they're like, how do you do that? Or how can you say these things? And it's like, okay, so if you don't have an opinion, you're a shill. Mm. And if you do have an opinion, then apparently you hate pinball. Yep, it's like, you're no. a pinball hater. <laughs> you know, yeah. I never understood the whole saying fence sitting. Because fence sitting would imply that you just you're comfortable. You don't want to go one way or the other. <laughs> Joel, <laughs> sounds listener, awful. How <laughs> how comfortable would it be to sit on said fence? There, yeah. There's nothing comfortable about sitting on a fence. I couldn't imagine sitting on a fence. I don't know any broad fences enough for my fat ass. <laughs> there's no good. No, you're things. just you're just stuck on a chain link like you're. And, <laughs> yeah, and I always yeah. picture the pointy picket fence, and I'm like, oh, yeah. now where are you gonna sit there? I don't want to be on the fence. I want to. I'm going to jump off the fence. You take some I get you. some strong takes uh, recently, poor GNR or Rush or, man, good thing but I didn't give you an even, Aerosmith pinball to stream. That's what's funny is GNR, like, I don't actually, I understand. I've, I had a strong take on Halloween, and I get that. But GNR, like, I'm not actually saying anything bad about it. It's just this is a game that this this roller coaster that I've gone on of the first few weeks I had it thinking this is one of the greatest things I've ever played. And it's and it made me, like, reconsider my entire collection if I should, wow. like, start going more JJP route because of how much I enjoyed the light show and the large display and mm -hmm. just the overall package that was presented to me. But then once I played it over and over again, that's when you start to find, okay, if, if I have to repeat these things every time I hit the start button, am I enjoying those things? And, you know, so it's, it's, I got out of the honeymoon phase phase and mm -hmm. I, I really do have a huge respect for the game, but it's just, there are things about it that, that are reasons why it's not in my top three and it has to be in my top three for me to own it. Why is that? Cause I can only fit four games. Okay. I can only fit just four games in my collection. There. Okay. Yeah. So what do you got right now in your collection? My collection is TNA, Total Nuclear Annihilation, mm -hmm. Deadpool Premium, and mm -hmm. Turtles Pro. Wow, it's a good line. And I, I, yeah, I'm a big fan of those. Not saying there aren't necessarily better games out there, but between games that give me consistent fun and fit in my budget, these three have made the cut. They do it for you. Okay. Yep. Let's jump into Queen Pinball by Pinball Brothers. You can follow along with us, listener, either at naparcade.org, 
pinballnews.com has a release showing some pictures as well. We know that this game is released by Pinball Brothers. They're hoping to start getting, which is interesting, the more limited edition version coming out in September, as early as September, starting to ship. And it's called the Rhapsody Edition. Easy come, easy go, little high, little low. A thousand units are going to be made. And then there is a Champions Edition, which is more the standardized model, but it's not limited at all. Price breakdowns on the two. This Champions Edition is going to cost $92.95, and the Rhapsody Limited Edition will cost $10,995. And you get extras on that, like a shaker motor, shooter rod, uh, powder coat, uh, interior lit arc blades, which are kind of yep. interesting there. Uh, numbered plaque, certificate, yada, yada, yada. And that's kind of the details between the two. Now, there is, for those of you in the United States, keep in mind they're coming from overseas. They're manufactured over in Italy, I believe. Yeah, Milan, Italy, built by Pedretti Gaming. And the import taxes and shipping are a lot more expensive to ship overseas. So instead of your run of the mill five to $600 shipping costs, we're looking at right about $1,000. So adding that to that, you're looking at about a $10,000 game for the standard edition and a $12,000 game for the limited edition. The first time you've seen pictures of this game, your first impressions, Jolie. Wow. <laughs> I was, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm 34 years old and I just think it's hilarious that, I, you know, I get Joel a lot, like people singing Noel, you know. Oh man, um, how original. Jolie, Jolie is, Jolie I've never, makes sense. nobody has ever done that. I'm just really impressed. So, um, my first impression was, eh, I, <laughs> it, that was, eh. My first impression was, eh. <laughs> Well, okay. So we actually on on Wednesday nights, typically every other Wednesday night on on the Pinball Network, I do like a chatting stream. Mm-hmm. And when this when this first came out and when these pictures first came out, it was months ago at like this like a pop-up store and we were yeah, looking at those that. and we really broke it down and you know, some of the you can kind of figure out the shots based on the you know, like okay, looking at this, uh, how smooth you think that looks or how's that going to feel? Mm-hmm. But really, the first thing we dove into was the art, um, and I know we had a great time with the art blades because these this crowd and these hands. <laughs> the thumbs. I think he's Remember actually. The thumbs? I yes, I think they might have edited it the art like, a tiny bit. They do look different because I'm not seeing. They had some hands that were massive, and it just it looked so weird having a thumb that was as big as an arm. It just looked odd. So Thanks I think they've the edited change, the art. PB. Say listen. Yeah, stepping in the right direction. I love it. Uh, upper play fields, upper play fields to me, I like them because that's something for a non pinball player. They see that and they're like, Ooh, what, you know, I want to experience that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, trying to look at the geometry of, is that upper play field actually going to be fun to shoot? This one I'm kind of struggling with because it looks like you just have three stand up targets and a captive ball. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I like seeing more like a give me a physical ball lock like GNR yeah. or give me something like Drop uh, like Simpsons a yeah. gate give me yeah, yeah give me something there Simpsons being able to hit that behind the the TV and then up on the couch I mean like that's a fun upper play field or give me a unique play field upper play field like Shadow you know something oh, yeah. that's a unique experience so the upper play field here I don't know not really exciting me not really too much strong no the only thing but, in my opinion because I'm with you. Um, I'm such a shill and I sell this game that I can still have criticism. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it gets me in trouble either way I go. But uh, I think the thing that could save it 
is code. Because sure. I, I'm not impressed with this upper play field. I think it's beautiful. It looks good. But, there, yeah, there's three stand-up targets, and an exit, and a captive ball. Two exits, I suppose. So, yeah, it doesn't do much unless the code relies upon it and it becomes fun and challenging up there. Then, okay, you saved it. But otherwise, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. My issue is with a lot of these boutique or smaller pinball manufacturers, unfortunately, sometimes the weakest part of the game is the code. So, mm. I mean, yes, absolutely. This game, the code could be incredible. It could be like a huge surprise, but um, that's something that I, I don't know. I don't ever try to put too much. I don't rely like I don't yeah. try to rely on that with with some of these smaller companies because good code is not. You don't just fall into that. I mean, it's it's a lot of work, and you have to be. I like I give a lot of props to like stern their coders and and even jjp because a lot of these guys are they've played at so much pinball they they some of them are competitive players they know what really works mm-hmm. for for good engaging code at multiple levels and um unless pinball brothers has somebody that that really comes out of nowhere and just blows us away like they could but they could yeah they could now when i first seen the game Everybody was just ribbing on the man. They were brutal on this artwork. I said it last time whenever this game was in that pop-up store. I don't, I mean, the thumbs were rough. But the art blades stood out to yeah, me, yes. But they're yeah. gone. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, doesn't make me angry at all. Like the the artwork on the back glass, I, I think it's good art. Like I don't see that. Like, what's wrong with that art? Yeah, I don't. It's not like I agree. There's there have been games that have come out even in the last few years that you see the art and you're like, oh boy, you know, yes. could you could you have like, please? There are so many better artists out there. Like, I get that. I don't. I didn't have that type of reaction on this. The art blades, yes, there were some stuff on the art blades that I did react to, but the the play field, I don't. I'm with you. I don't have a problem with it. No. It's not. It's not offending me in any way. I mean, now with I say offending, there are some. There's like a nude woman in one area and a nude woman riding a bike. So okay. I get it. If, right. It fits in with queens. I'm not like personally yeah. offended Fat by that. Bottom girl, baby. I get it. She but, makes um, that rock and roll go round. I think the arts. Yeah, I would say the arts fine. I'd give you. You know, I'd give it a straight down the middle B plus. Why okay. not? All right. <laughs> but now caricatures. When you when you have that. When you do a hand drawn or like a, I don't know. Uh, that's hard. Like an Freddie Mer- Mercury's yeah. Fred, Freddie Mercury. Mercu- wow. Apparently I can't say easy. his name. It's not easy. Yeah. His face is. Uh, I would that's be curious. Freddie Mercury's to, face. Is it like? But if you put it right next to the reference photo like how good is i don't know i'm I don't think i'm not bad. a queen expert I, I'm uh, not, you know what um, i'm gonna be bold here let's get bold listener go for it give me the hand illustrated artwork of the members of the band queen on the back glass over any of the renditions of the rush band members on that game period mm. yes that's bold it was that's bold it's objectively I, true but also bold yeah. I mean, I will have to give uh, I have to give props to the the GNR artists because instead of flirting with that at all and trying to do an actual <laughs> right. photorealistic res- rendition of their face, he went all skeletons. Went, that is and even it better. It made actually. something really cool. Now I understand Queen as skeletons probably wouldn't wouldn't go over yeah, too well, as, but doesn't make yeah. as much sense. But yeah, give me that. Now I will say, uh, was it Michael Barnard did the 
did the Rush artwork give me the rest of his artwork over this Queen artwork? You know, like his, um, his like the albums and the um, the yeah. owl and give me that stuff over the Queen stuff. But I don't. I'm not mad at this. Not mad at I'm all. I'm not either. If if I was a Queen, you know, there's there's plenty of people that are huge Queen fans, and I don't. There's nothing on here that I. Would there wouldn't be a reason why they wouldn't want to put this in their basement or whatever yeah. their music room because I I think it shows off the band in a positive light. Some people think the uh, the artwork on the cabinets are a little plain. I think they show Wim- Wembley Stadium there, uh, and I kind of like the orange over the the uh, limited edition gold look to it. Again, it's not horrible. It it reminds yeah. me of the Led Zeppelin stuff. It's just very album basic kind of thing it it could be now that i look at those photos it's pretty plain i i don't cabinet artwork's interesting if you're if you have a larger collection they're gonna you, you don't see it it's just you know you're you have your game shoved between other games but for the for the avid avid queen fan that's gonna stick this in the corner of their basement by itself sure it would have been a lot better to actually have um some people mm-hmm. or like the actual band members on the side and some capacity oh you want to see um, the just a silhouette with the arm up you want to see i'd be Freddie fine with Mercury that doing, okay. i mean now that i'm looking at this yeah it's a whole lot like 80 percent of that background is the sky mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, like it's a gradient uh with the word queen i mean it's big and bold but yeah um okay yeah what about the layout it's getting some criticism there as well people are like i don't know if it's really got anything in it it's got some molded toys but uh I mean, don't get me wrong. It, this is one of those games. I'm, I'm happy to flip it if I if I see it at a show or whatnot, and I'd love to be pleasantly surprised. But you know, it's not. Uh-oh. I'm not seeing any shot here of like, ooh, how's that going to work? Like, I want to experience that. I'm seeing Sh- drop I mean, targets everywhere. Drop targets are great. I now that's a step in the right direction. The plain drop targets on the left by the piano keys. Uh, visually are yeah, throwing are me odd. off a little bit. I yeah. kind of wish there was some graphic, but I don't necessarily know what would go on there. But The only I mean, way that works is if they made them translucent drop targets and yeah. there is color back there or something. Well, if if you look at the way that they did almost all the like walls in the game on the lower plate, they, it looks like they use some sort of trans, kind of cloudy, clear okay. plastic. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. this is something. this is something that I thought, Joel, was spectacular on pinball brothers alien machine that they did they yeah. took a lot and i heard it was dave brennan they were streaming alien on ryan kuyper's uh channel turbo graphics and he was talking about it as well i love pinball brothers they do like this instead of metal under the guides or on the wood rails or like they wrap alien with this translucent thick plastic but then they illuminate it with the rgb and they, that's what you're talking about here on Queen. It is one of the most impressive and probably simple kind of things to do, but it dresses up the game so, so much. And uh, I can't wait till people see that because it is so well done. And whenever I owned Alien for the short time I did, I was like, man, I hope that other pinball companies or that this company just continues to do this because it's electrifying. It looks really, really good. I I agree as well. It's, well... I, apparently, I think I'm saying I agree too much because <laughs> I remember I, you about that. Yeah, I reached out to Dennis and Dennis is like, you should probably make a decision early on. Do you want to be a Greg Bone and agree with Zach or do you <laughs> want to be like me and disagree with everything he says? <laughs> it's hard to disagree <laughs> with, with intelligence. I, yes, I'm with you. But Boy, I agree. Light show is one area that I, 
it's there's definitely a balance there because like TNA total nuclear annihilation what stood out to me when that game came out is how incredible the light show was like mm -hmm. it stood out to me that all the inserts on the game are clear and because of that then you can do so much with the light show yeah. and so then JJP comes out with the hot rails and Stern comes out with the expression lighting kit and to me light show is is it my I think it's a cheap way to really like LEDs are cheap so it's mm -hmm. a really cheap way to just make your game stand out and, and well, i agree aliens we, light we, show is awesome we say that you say that they are cheap and they are material wise yes. they're cheap i would argue that they are quite expensive because the level of coding that goes into them now you got to pay for that coder to do the level of telling a story with lighting and i do agree i think lighting can be an additional character in the story of a game like it is on mm -hmm. gnr and a lot of jjp games and a lot of dwight games but uh yeah it, they're cheap, but man, it I takes couldn't time. imagine yeah. how to code all of those different, because that's whenever we see these code updates for Stern and stuff, the stuff that kind of really pulls it in besides just the rules is, is tuning in some of the effects of lighting. It makes yeah. the package feel a lot more complete. Well, it, it you're all about pinball moments and, oh, yeah. and, and light lighting is absolutely an incredible way to make something a moment mm -hmm. and so when i see these and i see these cloudy i don't know rails or stuff that's on this game yeah yeah that that to me is a great way to to change the atmosphere of whatever mode or sure. whatever you're in and but also just overall illumination you look at how many mods are out there on people adding um spotlights to their slings or pin stadiums or something people mm -hmm. want more light in a game so if this is technology and they even have these lit um, art, like side art blades. Yeah, if, this if, LE maybe a yeah maybe a pretty pin lit, all lit up. Well, it, even in the uh, if you look at the apron on the on the in the yeah. apron itself, you know Stern adds uh, two spotlights basically in the apron, mm -hmm. and I know JJP now has some lights there in the apron. Well, this has lighting all the way up the apron, so I I'm all for it. I now there's that balance. You don't want the light show to be distracting or interfere with you being able to play the game or sure. see the ball. But if you can find that balance, um, this is what lighting is the main thing that I think makes a modern pin stand out from an older pin. Um, 100%. Th these, these light shows and, and the RGB LEDs that are in. And an LCD I mean, screen helps. The LCD screen absolutely helps, but you're not, in my mind, you're not looking at the LCD a ton while you play. No, you're but if a non-pinball player walks up and says, damn, oh, yeah, this yeah. is what pinballs did. They see an LCD screen, they see all the pretty colors. See, I just assumed they were only looking at the toppers. That's why they want well. to walk over and play a game, right, Zach? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I do. Yeah. I'm seeing these apron lights as well. That is cool. Yeah. They so they, that's the thing. I mean, I know what Haggis didn't Haggis add uh, lighting into the actual walls of the cabinets with Kelt. They and did. So it's like there are some companies that are thinking, okay, there's some stuff here. Instead of people spending money for mods to add these things to their game, mm -hmm. why don't we just include them? And then that, that adds up well, for even features. Like the, remember the Quetzal Super Hoop game? Yeah. I mean, they ripped off Eric Minier's patented lighting technology for their game. So The Hot Rails, yeah. They did something cool. very similar. Or the um, same, depending on what <laughs> the courts say. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very But it's It's, it's just cool. simple. Simple lighting effects, like I know Hot Wheels, what stood out to me was the the arrows that point to the shot. Instead of having one LED under the arrow, they had three. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you're trying to shoot the shot, it like did a strobing effect, kind of mm -hmm. draw you in. And Hot Wheels also, when you uh, had a danger, 
instead of just giving you an audible noise for a danger, they made all of the GI in the game flash red. Oh yeah, yeah. To like warn you, and it's just little stuff like that where it's like I'm I'm all in. I'm all in on more or better or mm -hmm. more light show. Um, it looks like a. I it's hard to see in these pictures, and this is what we'll talk about uh, here in a bit. But it's hard to see where the ball goes in some areas. Like we got a left bank, we got a left. I'm assuming orbit. We have a little path that goes into a saucer that kicks it up in the air, a yeah. la scared stiff kind of thing, and it goes to the wire form. We have a center ramp. The ramp goes up and around to the left, and it can be diverted. I see three optos in there. I don't know if you can stage balls there as a ball lock. It almost looks like it, but I don't see a pin or anything that comes up to hold it. But there's also a diverter that can make it go down the left side of the ramp or the right side of the ramp. Then going from center, center ramps are kind of weird. Either they feel great or they don't feel good at all. So we'll see what that feels like. Then you got a stand-up target or a drop-down target that's blocking, I'm assuming, an, an entry. See, I don't know what those next two paths are. I'm assuming the far right is an orbit and then either further right, drop-down target that blocks a stand-up that you spell out queen it looks like but there's two paths i don't know what they do one of them's got to go up to the upper play field but i don't know how i think the i think that drop target directly to the right of the center ramp is probably what gives you access to the vuck that's like going to put you up on yeah. the play field that's my thought what's the other so one i do? i assume the far right is a uh, it's a good question um i don't know what it, that does uh, i don't know well if we had a gameplay video maybe we'd know well maybe that's <laughs> what sends it back into the pops because maybe oh, the outer okay. orbit just yeah. goes all the way around but I, I agree. We've we've got really nothing to go off of here besides a few pictures. But in my opinion, I was I assume the people that are that want to buy this game right now are the diehard Queen fans. So mm. it it probably doesn't matter what, how it shoots in their mind. They they want it because it's Queen. Uh, yeah, they they're the champions. They want to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> like, or they're the fat bottom girls. That's you don't right. know. Radio Gaga. What about the mechs in this game? What mechs? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing any, uh, there's a spinner, there's a Vuck, there's an upper play field, three flippers, but yeah, I'm not seeing there's any, molded uh, toys, but that yeah, doesn't, but there's no engineered yeah. unique mech got that Wembley I'm seeing Stadium, to this game. We've got the old, the old radio for Radio Gaga. I don't see a lot of mechs here now. No, the biggest innovation I'm, I'm seeing is the lit art blades. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, I do like the polished stainless ramps like it did on Alien. It's a nice look. I'm not mad at this game. I don't know anything about this game. That's my stance on on Pinball Brothers Queen. Yeah. I love the music they picked. There's a couple that uh, they left out that upset me, but they have a lot of the good music. They're all live. All live songs, not studio recordings. How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, Queen Live is good. I mean, they're, it's not like they, they perform very well live, so... Mm. I'll be curious. Does it say what the video ass, uh, assets are? Because obviously, you know, GNR the video assets were live, but yet the audio assets were recorded, so they didn't sync up. I think they. I mean, they do have the video assets of them at that concert and stuff. No, oh, then I. I bet it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I bet it'll. I think. I mean, when I look at this pin, the art package is good. Um, I think the layout. I don't see anything that stands out to me that like, well, that's gonna suck. So I think the layout has potential mm -hmm. and then if the code's good a pinball brother i mean aliens light show is fantastic i think they have all the parts here that this could be a really good game i'm looking at the details here it looks like wembley stadium physical ball lock so that is a toy in there it does physically block the ball back there in wembley so that's cool huh. um a magic saucer that's that one i don't it like shoots it up in the air which is kind of neat 
Um, the jukebox is a vertical upkick. Fully lit radio replica. So we don't see that in the pictures fully lit and stuff. So there's something there. A red special physical ball lock. Where's that? There, there looks like there's that ball. Yeah, I see the ball lock on the left, but I'm not. I don't know. There's nothing. This is where a gameplay video. Mm-hmm. I mean, props to JJP. You know, they they announced the game. You had great video. You had great pictures, and then the fact that you had um, a stream, like oh. a recorded stream of the game, right there, day one, was super okay, I'm helpful. Seeing something here. So it says a two metal ramp, two metal ramps to Wembley with three possible exits, which is really interesting. And now I'm looking on another page where the upper play field actually has an additional VUC. It looks like it has a scoop and a VUC. Oh, well, yeah. It looks like you have one that comes out on the right side uh-huh. of the guitar and then one that's back on the left. So maybe huh. if you hit one, like it looks like with the flipper, you you could flip into the VUC on the left. Yeah. So maybe there is some sort of lock or maybe there is more of a satisfying shot up there by hitting mm. by hitting that. I don't know where they're locking the balls in wind in Wembley. I don't know. Okay, well, well. magnets. <laughs> Hashtag magnets. How so, do those work? Yeah. So I am not going to be as harsh on this as a lot of people have been. It just goes back to like the Toy Story Four release when we seen that price increase. I think in general people struggle with self awareness, and whenever they see a price increase, they find ways to justify it, where it's not an issue. And they may like something, but they convince themselves that they don't because of something else, such as a price increase. So whenever Queen comes out like this, I think that people start just poking every damn hole that they can in this thing, Joel, because they don't like a certain major uh, glaring aspect of it. And for Queen, I think it is a couple things. It is, hey, where's my fucking alien that I still don't have? It is, why are you asking all of this money all at once, and it, it's things like that. So then they start looking. Well, what, let me let me really list all the reasons why I don't like this thing. I think that's what we generally do as humans. We just we find one thing and then we poke holes in it to justify that one big thing. Same with Toy Story price increase. So people are like, oh, "How dare that Duke Kaboom ramp?" Like that's just my take. It's my opinion. People may not agree with it, but that's where I'm at. Well, I mean. Yeah, everybody has an idea of what the game's going to be in their head. And when the game isn't magically exactly what they thought, they're going to be a little upset. And with prices increasing the way they are, sure, if, if this would have come out and they're like, hey, and you can buy this for 8500 bucks," It's like if all of a sudden this is cheaper than some of the other things on the market, people are going to jump into that. And I just think there's so much more going on behind the scenes with every manufacturer than any of us will ever know. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, unfortunately I think licensing really has a lot to do with that, with the cost of the license, or maybe, you know, why did they release this now when all the aliens aren't done? Well, maybe the time is running out on this license. So they need to get these made Mm, sooner than later. And, or they, they said, yeah, we, they made a promise a year ago that we're going to have this game out. So at the, I I think they're going to prioritize the licensor over the customer every yeah. single time. I, I, um, I agree. And we could, we could go on about the specifics of this, but like Joel, you were saying, it's hard to know because we don't know. We haven't seen a gameplay video of this and that does kind of suck. Uh, I'll be the first to tell you, especially as a, as a creator of a lot of those, it sucks that I don't know where the ball goes and I don't know what it sounds like. I don't know what it looks like. All I have is pictures, which 
Pictures are good. So that that is a great piece here. They do have a lot of information about the features, but we, you know, we want to see the ball rolling. We want to see the flippers going. So we maybe not a stream, maybe a stream, maybe a video. May, I don't know what, but a lot of people are complaining about the non-refundable deposits and buying a product without seeing it flip. How do you feel about the launch of this, Joel? They launched it. They just said, boom, here's some pictures, taking orders now. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, that To me, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, I think the Toy Story launch is kind of perfect in my mind. It, it gives you everything. There's, there's, It's kind of a perfect media blitz of really high-res images, multiple websites talking about it. Then you have, I mean, you yourself made an amazing video for them, kind Thank of a behind the scenes. They had their own marketing company mm-hmm. that they paid to a, a more- Pinball photos had awesome photos. Yeah, it was yeah. a, it was a buffet. Photos, but the marketing company made a video that's better for just you know the the overall internet to look at. And then you have the Joe Cat stream come Mm. later that day to actually give us like I want to see how let's look at these shots. How flowy is the game? Is he bricking things? How's this code go from this to this to this to this? So yes, in a perfect world, give us all of that. I mean, I'd rather have too much content on reveal than not enough. I mean, can there be too much content? I mean, the only the the argument to that, right, is like Halloween and Ultraman. Halloween and Ultraman mm-hmm. sold out day one in four hours with nothing revealed, Nada. Um, besides a few pictures. And then a few weeks later, when the stream came out, all of a sudden people were selling their spots because mm-hmm. it there was a disconnect between how the pictures looked and actually how it shot. And I'm not saying I'm not trying to badmouth them, but yes, there there can be a time that your gameplay or actually hearing the sounds or seeing the lights or seeing the video might hurt you. Mm. But in my view, if you're confident in your product and you feel like you, you know, this is what it is and I'm proud of it, then show it in all of its light. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think that decide. manufacturers always have full control on how things are revealed? No, no, there's no way. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about that probably in the Stern segment where uh, it, to my, in my mind, there's, Always, there's got to be better ways to do this reveal, but I think there are. I think people make exclusive um, deals on mm-hmm. like, okay, we'll reveal your this game on your website. So however you want it, you know, Stern does a lot of the reveals on IGN yep. or Rolling yep. Stone. So they're going to prioritize their relationship with Rolling Stone over Pinside. Yeah, and um, I don't know what Pinball Brothers. You know, I it could be that the licensor for queen said, Hey, we don't want any videos out there. We don't want any of this until such and such. I, I don't maybe, know. or maybe, maybe not. Maybe they just didn't feel like giving a pinball video. I, I don't know yeah. what to make of it. Yeah. But the more content you give, the, the more content you put out there is going to make your buyer more confident in what they're doing. Um, so I think so. It, I mean, JJP, they brag about what? $30 million in sales. But then look what day? happened though with JJP. Everybody, they give, they gave, Everybody, everything they want to make a good purchase, and then everybody still craps on them. So maybe Pinball well, Brothers sees this yeah. and is like, you know what? We don't want to. We don't want to do that. I but you're know. the distributor. I mean, you had you Am had I? a long <laughs> list. Well, you had a long list of people that had shown that said, "I'm in on Toy Story. I'm in mm-hmm. on Toy Story." And then the day of. That's the question. Day of, when all that came out, did that list get longer for you, or did that get list all of a sudden you had so many people pull out? Like, we, yes, I get it. 
ours didn't, we didn't have to worry about that because we, the depth of our list, you know, we, we sold out of our initial allotment of them. So that yeah. wasn't a big deal, but there were cancellations. There were, sure, but there's there cancellations on every game, right? Yeah. Did you have anybody? Did you have anybody cancel when uh, Rush was revealed, or cancel when Godzilla was re- revealed? I mean, mm, I'm sure you every release yeah. there's somebody that's on the list that's like, nah, it's a bad time. I put my name on that dream theme list, you know, eight months <laughs> ago. You could, I'm you could be like Craig Bobby, who his distributor yeah. said, "Hey, I got your Godzilla in stock," and he goes, "I don't know, man." I, I, he's like. He he wanted to be in the right mood to yeah. accept it and make sure because he's just like I is there any way that I can be put later on the list? It's like all right, Craig. Yeah, yeah I wish I had two hundred of those right now. But uh, I yeah. take one. I'm wait. I'm waiting myself. You are I'm ready. One. Yeah. Yes, you are. Uh, I heard in the the podcast arena this week our buddy and foe Canada uh, crying, bitching, and moaning as he always does. But he was crying this week about. He was telling people this is unethical. You can't be taking non-refundable deposits. Basically, what happened to him, he either got burned or almost got burned on Toy Story 4 because some dealer was taking this interested list but taking money and didn't tell him it was non-refundable. I don't know. Just moral of the story, people. If you're going to get on a dealer's list for a rumored game, don't pay any money for it. What the hell do I need money for just putting you on a freaking Jim Henson's The Muppets list? (laughs) I don't want your money for that no so that was his problem but he's he's saying it's unethical for dealers such as myself to take money from people on a non-refundable deposit for a product that they haven't adequately in his opinion seen yet what is your take that would be hard i that would be hard for me to tell my wife like hey i'm i need to send x amount of money to and she's like well, what are you buying maybe i'm getting <laughs> this you know like i think that would that's hard but I uh, rumored titles. I sh- I would struggle with that. I would struggle with uh, without any sort of official release from a company saying this is what we're building. I don't think I could ever pull the trigger on that. But hell if, no. This game. Don't, this game. Yeah, re- don't give any yeah. money to any of that. I would say this game is revealed, and they're saying mm-hmm. it's going to be made. So now you're just taking a chance on. Well, am I actually going to get it or not? And that's where. Luckily, you have distributors that like, okay, they're going to be the middleman. Unfortunately, it puts kind of the the stress on you or or Melissa, a coin taker of, mm-hmm. okay, now am I going to make my customer? If, if all of a sudden Pinball Brothers dies, well, do I need to give all that money back to my clients and it, and it hurts your business? Or, the answer to that's yes, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> But that's I mean, luckily, as I, I would feel a lot safer giving you or Coin Taker money than I would giving Pinball Brothers money. A lot of people on, would um, agree with you, yeah. Which is, I mean, people are even saying that about like Multimorphic. It's just I mm-hmm. there are people that have bought Multimorphic through a distributor just to have that extra level of security Careful. than to pay. I know, I know, <laughs> I'm not saying, but it's but that's the idea though that to buy direct, even JJP, it's it's almost or Stern selling direct directly now. I, I part of me feels like I I would rather continue to buy a game through a distributor just to have that extra level of security or somebody to have my back on if things are going wrong. I think it's just because you know where I live. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, uh, yes, I, I think you flipping out is a great uh, well, no, is a great distributor, but there's some really good, there's a lot of really good distributors great, out there. I think what you're, what you're talking about is you've, you build a relationship with a distributor. And you sure. know that distributor have a lot better than you know a Gary Stern or that you know a Jack Ranieri or, you know, and you feel more comfortable with that relationship, that business relationship. 
it's a lot easier to call or text or message you than it is to open a support ticket at Stern or JJP. To Gare Bear. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. The non-refundable stuff, here, here's how it works. I don't think it's ideal as a hobbyist. I don't even think it's ideal as a distributor a lot of times. And you said it kind of sucks when you don't see a gameplay video, but if you're one in LE, maybe you have to put it out there before, you know, I get that. Especially if like some that are running in September listener, those are taking, we're taking full payments for those now. And those full payments are non-refundable. That is a lot of money. That is a shitload of money. I don't, I don't negate that at all. Yeah. But is it, but is it unethical? That's the word I keep hearing. Uh, no, I think it's I think ridiculous to call it unethical. I, I think that's a misuse of the term unethical. I think that is what you do when you take this big paintbrush and you just try to paint every damn thing that you can see red in order to support an argument that you have and to create toxicity within an industry. But people know what they're up against. I get this all the time and it kills me. It makes me feel like a piece of shit. Honestly, Joel, is we have a non-refundable deposit because we are charged a non-refundable deposit by a manufacturer for a said product, and we have to kind of follow the rules there. And somebody, after a week of their non-refundable deposit, says, hey, you know, such and such ended up buying this. I don't need this anymore. Is there any way I can get my money back? That is a crappy situation to be put in. I hate Uh, that situation to be put in. Because number one, I don't want anybody to be in on a product that they don't want. I don't want that at all. But then again, the minute that I provide a refund for a non-refundable deposit to one person, then you have to do it for everybody. And then that's a slippery slope as well. My money is still with the manufacturer. It's still there. You know, I kept hearing people on podcasts say, you know, they've already sent your deposit to Jersey Jack or to Stern or whoever it may be. So that's the excuse the distributor is giving why they can't give it back. That's bullshit. No. That's not the way I see the business arrangement. The way I see it is I, as your distributor, I am asking for that non-refundable deposit. I am ordering through the the manufacturer and I'm giving them the money that my business has. I'm not going to pass the buck and say, well, no, they've got your money. No, 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 no. I'm a big boy. I've made that decision to become a distributor. I'm the one holding your non-refundable deposit, but the problem is, the terms were that it was a non-refundable deposit at the beginning. You knew that going into it. While it may not be ideal for me to put that on there, financially I have to because that's being required to me from the manufacturer. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm not no, trying I, to hide behind no. you know, the manufacturer and say they're the big bad boy because I don't think they are. They're making a decision. We, I'm choosing to make that continued decision to sell this product. So it's on me as well. But it's called unethical. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I I work in the software support industry and we have some of the software we sell, we sell it subscription based. And so sure. you pay for a year and we have we have customers calling they're like, "Hey, we uh we actually don't use, you know, we're 3 months in but we're really not using your software. Can we be refunded for the rest of the year?" Yeah. And it's like, "No." Like I sorry, like I so I don't know. It's a, you you need to know what you're signing up for. I, and I get it. In a perfect world, uh, every game would be made. It would sure. be sitting on a shelf in your building, mm-hmm. and I could call you up, and I could get a dick game in a day. But somebody has to pay for that game, whether it's the manufacturer, the distributor. Somebody has to buy it or pay for the parts and the labor to build it. So to I get it. I mean, we, we're we now in a spot where that responsibility is going all the way back to the customer. Um, and 
none of us want that, but um, you know, for some of these smaller manufacturers, having to pay a deposit, refundable or not, is is a risk. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, and I you, think you you know what you're signing up for when you when yeah. you do it. And to piggyback at the conclusion here for me as a hobbyist and a dealer, Joel and listener, I think it's I like to conduct a business. I tell my friends this all the time. I like to take a common sense approach to business. You take care of people, people take care of you. It's super simple to understand. There is nothing complex about this arrangement. There's a product that is revealed. Ideally, that product reveal is going to have all the information that you need to make a a, a purchase that you feel comfortable with. Period. Dot. Right? On Queen, I would have loved to have seen a video. I'm not going to sit here as a dealer and tell you, no, I don't think you need that. No, it's bullshit. I'd love to send a video. On the other hand, if they choose to do a non-refundable deposit, whether it's the manufacturer or dealer, you know what you're signing up for. Do I like that? I don't necessarily like that. I play the cards that I'm dealt. And if you sign up for a non-refundable deposit, you cannot expect to get that non-refundable deposit back unless that company goes bust. Yeah. But it's common sense stuff. If you sign up and you give money for a non-refundable deposit, damn, it's non-refundable. Yeah. If you don't have enough information to make a purchase, don't make that purchase. If you're not comfortable, don't make the purchase. It's if, common yeah, sense. That's what, it's easy. And, and if you're not comfortable doing any of those things, then wait and well, buy wait. one used. I mean, buy exactly. one used or wait until they start trickling out and you see the, like, you have enough comfort in, or you're comfortable in the company. Like, well, they, I can see it. They are. People are getting their games. All mm-hmm. right. I'll get on the list now. Yep. And as an authorized dealer for Pinball Brothers, we have not been given information yet as to when we're going to see gameplay video or gameplay or when people can play. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I'm eager to play it because I do like Queen License, but I don't know. We will have to wait and see. On to Stern Pinball. (laughs) Stern Pinball made a splash at this year's San Diego Comic-Con with booth guest Todd McFarlane of Venom and Spawn fame and the Prince of Darkness himself, Jolie Ozzy Osbourne. (laughs) Jolie! Yeah, you say you say make it a splash. It's kind of like a pencil dive. I mean, it was. <laughs> I I feel like Stern. Yeah, I feel like we were all waiting for like a cannonball contest, and Stern just walked up and did a pencil dive into the water. It was like oh, a pencil dive. I remember yeah. doing those. Yeah, it's like well, that wasn't what I was was hoping for. Yeah, but I mean, okay. A yeah. lot of media did speculate, even some reporting that we're going to see a new Stern pinball game revealed last week. And yours truly, I was worried about having to eat some crow because I told people they weren't going to see anything. Whew. Um, I'm, I'm licking chicken tonight, baby. No crow on my <laughs> plate. So let's break down what that was all about. We were teased that McFarlane and people have been talking about maybe a Venom game's coming out. Holy shit. McFarlane's at the booth. Oh, my God. Ozzy, Oz- what's Ozzy doing there? Shaman! And then, well, they're doing a comic book together. They're signing. So does that mean we're going to get an... Black Sabbath, Aussie games? That mean we're going to get a Venom game? Maybe Aussie's doing the call-outs. Uh, regardless, it's coming this week. Jack Danger's going to be streaming that. Holy crap. No, and then nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I We talked about this on Triple Drain and even on the, the stream I did two weeks ago with with Craig and um, Hottie and, and Mike, but it's just there's uh, there was so much there that if Venom, Venom has been rumored for a while, if Venom is going to come out soon, why would they not, court? you know, coordinate the reveal around having it there you have the creator of venom todd mcfarlane in your booth you have you have fanatics todd mcfarlane fanatics mm-hmm. that are going to be waiting in line for hours that you know those are people that are gonna oh there's a venom game i gotta have it so 
from a sales standpoint, it seems like that makes total sense. Well, and you, Travis was not to interrupt, but Travis was making good points as well at Comic-Con revealing a product like this is different than revealing at just some old pinball convention. A hundred percent. This is, I mean, there would be, I could say confidently if Sternum would have been, if, if Venom would have been revealed in that booth, there would have been people waiting in line that would have bought that game or would have immediately sought out, how do I buy this game? So there are sales there. Now, it's Stern's marketing that's going to make the decision of, is it worth it for X amount of sales from the people that are going to walk into that booth? Or do we have a grander, bigger reveal planned or commitments with like an IGN.com that we're going to reveal on their site for, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I, I thought in my mind, all the pieces were there for them to do something grand. But you and many others have pointed out Stern doesn't do that. That's not how they do reveals. So why are we assuming this is any different than the last, you know, 10 reveals they've done. I, and they kind of prove that point. It wasn't any different. <laughs> I see the point that a lot of people are making, and including the well-respected Travis Murray. I still disagree with him and a lot of the people, though. I do not think revealing at Comic-Con would have been a good idea. And I'll tell you why. Number one, Stern Pinball has a lot of employees. It's a big company for pinball, but it's still a small company. If you, if you are an executive or even a head of... Uh, of marketing or a head of production, whatever it may be. There's not a lot of people, Joel, to be planning all of our employees to go over to the West coast, to go to San Diego, to set this all up. But at the same time, we're going to simultaneously be doing the marketing team and the sales team is going to be revealing this thing and taking, or it's too much to go on all at once, too much to fail. If we want to get new people into pinball, being at Comic-Con is a great idea. They're playing Godzilla. They're playing Mandalorian. Hell, they got Mandalorian uh, costume people coming up, cosplay coming up. There's plenty of exposure for pinball at Comic-Con without having a new title there. You don't need to muddy the waters of a brand new product launch as well. Plus, that would kind of take away from your other products too. It's just there's not enough manpower to be able to handle that type of 24 hours. There's just not. It's hectic enough whenever they're launching new titles, much less a lot of the company, you know, executives being across the country. It's just, it would have been a mess in my opinion. I see. I see what you're saying. Now, do I put it past Stern for being able to do it? No, I bet they could have done it. If anybody could, they could. Yeah. But I get it. I, I get that if, if they're going to play the game of, is it worth all that effort to do it this way? You know, they must've made the decision. No. And but I mean, Venom's still a rumor. We don't even necessarily know with any, you know, 100% confidence if that's even real. Do you think it's next? But I don't know. I mean, if it is next, it will still be scratching our head of like, why didn't this come out three weeks ago at Comic Con? But whatever, we're we're past it. It's just to me, why did they have Todd McFarland and Ozzy Osbourne in their booth? Oh, that's easy to hope. answer. That's easy to answer. You want to know the answer? Oh, I'm ready. Because it yep. brings more people in their booth. It it sure does. That's, I mean, I think about that now. Yes, if they're saying, "Hey, we're gonna have games there," how do we get people to stop and actually play them? Well, sure, let's get somebody somebody big to come do a signing or whatnot. But you would hope that they're gonna pick somebody that they're either want to build a relationship with or they've already started a relationship with. Mm. Maybe there is a boutique Aussie game coming out Ooh. in the next three years. I don't know, but. That if that's the idea, let's start the conversation with somebody we could potentially do something with. And that's why I think at the end of the day, maybe this wasn't the celebration, a culmination of a project. Maybe, just maybe, listeners, this was 
the onset of something that may come in the future. Maybe. You know, yeah. sometimes when whenever you get these appearances like this, maybe they haven't really completed this project. A lot of people just assume, oh, if McFarland's there, they've been working the last year together. Ozzy's there. He's been doing call-outs for last year. Maybe this was the soft entry of saying, hey, you, we're going to be doing a project, you know, later this year or mid-next year. Why don't we at least, you know, everybody kind of hang out and get to know one another and bounce some ideas over dinner and stuff like that. And maybe this is the onset of a relationship. Maybe we don't even see Venom next. Yeah, could be. I just, there's obviously, it's, Venom's been rumored now for a little while, and we know we're we're hoping we're going to get a reveal from Stern in the next month. So, I don't know. It's easy enough for for somebody like me who's doing a podcast or a stream to try to put one and two together mm-hmm. and hope I'm I'm guessing right, but uh, I guess wrong. And we'll have to you know we'll have to see next month or whenever this next reveal comes out whether or not. I mean, it could be nothing Venom related. It could be something completely different. Yeah, it's weird how pinball companies do it compared to like a venom is um is venom a marvel venom's a marvel yeah venom is marvel yeah so with releases i mean look at marvel marvel just i mean they just announced at comic-con they just announced their slate for the next oh, yeah, yeah. whatever three years of every movie they plan on making and mm-hmm. that to me we kind of talked about this on triple drain where it's like why don't pinball companies do this um and, and why you know, if Stern had a Stern day or Stern did this at TPF where they're like, all right, here, our next games for our games for 2023 are going to be this, Ooh. this, and this. Like, yes, as a, as a pinball fan, that would be incredible. That would be awesome to know, you know, with confidence that these are the games or these are the titles that are coming out. And and I know, I mean, there's already people like Toy Story. We, we all knew Toy Story was coming for years. There were people, as soon as GNR was revealed, they're like, well, that wasn't Toy Story. So let me set aside this money for whenever Toy Story does come out because that's my Toy Story money. Um, yeah, but there are people that hold on to that. Yeah, but wanting that is like my late grandfather, God rest his soul, love you, buddy. It actually went by Cheerio, which I love. Uh, that was Cheerio? His, Cheerio. Yeah, Cheerio. Yeah, that was his Cheerio. Nickname. Yeah, on real okay. man. Love the the funniest man I ever knew. Uh, but he would say to me, he's very inappropriate as well. He's old. I mean, he's passed away now, so you can't hate on him. <laughs> but he would say, damn it, boy, you're thinking with the wrong head. And I think that's what you're doing here. Uh, you're th- think about this. I hate to bring, you know, bring it back down to reality here, Jolie, but phase four of Marvel what how would that benefit stern pinball to say here's all our cards here's what we're gonna come out with so Uh, if you don't like the next one damn it wait three uh, more titles wait hold your money hold your money don't get rid of it yet well i get it and that's where i mean there gary stern says what's your favorite game he's like the one that's currently on the line obviously he wants you You, he wants that and he wants everybody to want, like, go ahead, buy the next game. This next game is the best game we've ever made. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea that, like, don't, don't wait a year and a half or a year for X, you know, buy this one now. I get it from a sales standpoint. That is that I, I could see why Stern would do that. But I also know there are people that they're like, well, I'm not going to buy, I'm not going to buy Toy Story because I'm waiting to see if Venom comes out or I'm not going to buy this because I'm waiting on this. Yeah, but those are all still rumors. If you make them true and say, here's four titles that we're going to have next year, then you're making it a fact that 
People can wait. They can hold off. You're giving them a reason to hold their money, and that makes zero sense. The other thing is, is this. intellectual Marvel owns all of their films. Yeah. Stern doesn't own, you know, a, a rumored Venom Marvel. They don't own a rumored James Bond Universal or whatever it may be. So these licensed properties are probably like, no, you're not going to announce that you're working with us on something. That's not part of our contract. And I think it's really smart that Stern doesn't do this because just imagine the following. So it could be like something, I don't know an example right now, listener, but you announce, hey, in phase four of Stern Pinball 2023. We're going to be working with X. And that X, in eight months from now, comes out <laughs> doing really illegal stuff. Well, yeah, that and happened exactly with you The Flash. Yeah, you could have cut that project before anybody yeah. knew about Phase 4. And they could have well, been <laughs> off the... It could have been gone. Look at um, look at Aquaman two or whatever. You know, Amber Heard That's is the exactly main character right. in Aquaman, and then all of a sudden that comes down, and, and Stern's going to be like, "Oh boy, do we yeah, do we still?" Yeah. So uh-huh. my point is, there's nothing but risk there making a decision to release all the titles that you're going to. Yeah the the truth is, as a pinball collector or enthusiast, I would love sure. to know more. Me too. But as an actual distributor or a potential like company that makes pinball machines, releasing or announcing all those, it probably would hurt you potentially more than it could help you. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's either going to hurt you from people buying games right now, or it's going to hurt you with you're saying committing to a potential theme that may not pan out. You don't know. Or you yeah, get in don't. trouble with the order, right? Where it's like you have a Steve Ritchie that leaves, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden that game was supposed to come out. Well, we need to push that back because we got to redesign so, some. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's showing too many cards. Whenever we do stern answers to no one. Exactly. Whenever we <laughs> yeah. do consultation, um, pieces for some pinball companies, I will always tell pinball companies or even like little on upstart arcade stuff, whatever they're trying to produce. I always tell them you from a marketing and sales standpoint, you try to give them the consumer as much as they need, but not enough to feel like they know exactly what they're getting. You want to leave them with a little bit of surprise, but enough that makes them so damn excited that they're the wrong head's going to work. And it's going to pull out the money from their wallet before they can just think too much. And I'm being very transparent with you, but that's just the way sales marketing and that's the way products work in our world. People. That's just the way it well, is. Well, yeah. Travis keeps coming back to the fact that, like, no other industry does it as in entertainment. You know, video games are announced, you know, years ahead, and same with movies. But That's there's a lot a of big competition difference. there, though. There's a big difference, though, between dropping 20 bucks for a movie or 60 bucks for a movie Absolutely. than it is, you know, $10,000 on a pinball machine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I get it. Sure, that's what we'd like. We would like reveals to go different. We would like announcements to go different. But I also totally understand why they are the way they are right now. Yeah. and well, Maybe I, I don't totally, but I... And I, there's still, so, sadly, yeah. there's still so much room for improvement in the pinball industry and manufacturing. So much room for improvement on marketing and sales. There, there yeah. really is. And we see little hints. I'm not going to give examples, but we see things throughout just this year alone that you're like, and they could have done that better. Or, boy, they missed this piece. Or it would have been really nice. They would have probably doubled their sales if they did this. I mean, it's, again, a common sense approach. And do right by people. Yeah. I also think, I mean, even just the Queen reveal, it kind of, like, once again, really supports that theme. 
sells machines. Absolutely. So look at Queen. You already have games that you've sold or or people want them, and we've we've been shown very, very little. Um, I can and, say, without getting into detail, I can say that we've sold more Queen pinball machines than we have many recent non-licensed themes in pinball already. That's, just, yeah. that's day one sales for Queen. And we don't know what Queen's going to be like. The one thing that I would have liked to have changed for Pinball Brothers is to have more information. As a consumer, I want a video. I do. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Or stream something. I want to see it. All right, really quick, I want to run through production updates for Stern Pinball. Godzilla Premium right now, Jolie is being made, which goes against what I was telling you guys last week. Godzilla Pro I thought was supposed to come uh, before Godzilla Premium Online, but they're right at the same time. Godzilla Pro could be on another line. They have multiple lines of Stern Pinball. So Godzilla Pro is going to come this week, maybe late this week, maybe early next. Uh, but a little switcheroo there. Uh, I don't know if it's a parts thing or something, but Godzilla Premium is currently online, faux show, and Godzilla Pro is coming at the same time or right after. In other production update news, this one makes me really happy. Yeah. Iron Maiden, the Aces High Toppers, are going to go back on the production line next month at the soonest. Joel, that's That's big. Yeah. I I don't have a topper uh, for my Iron Maiden. Well, so it is just the Aces High Topper, right? So it's not the the Egyptian one? They have not given us information that they they plan to make the Egyptian one. It's the Aces High one that most people liked, and that was the one that... You couldn't find for a while. Yeah, and I, I will say now as an owner of a topper, mm-hmm. once you get one, you're stuck because now every other game you're like, crap. I that should probably get that. Poor turtles back there. I know. Man. So it's. I mean, I'm showing restraint, but uh, okay. but yeah, for for those people that that get an Iron Maiden or, or some of these other Sterns, they get them. Uh, I don't know, a few years after they're released, and then, crap, now i got to hunt down. So I think that's awesome. So you guys are going to see those. You can go to FlippingOutPinball.com and uh, pre-order one today. I don't know when, because I know they're going on the line next month, but it takes them a while to do stuff. But $899.99 plus shipping. So I think that was a little price increase there. That's got to be. I I don't know what it was originally. But, -hmm. but hey, it's cheaper than uh, people are selling them used. Absolutely. Those things were getting up into the 2000 around $2,000 for an wow. Aces High Topper. So uh, so that's substantially less than that. Also announced this week to dealers, Insider Connected Specialty Kits. Thank God, finally, for Batman 66 and for Star Wars Premium LE should be in production now. It looks like this is a special replacement arch for these titles. It's going to be $129.99 plus shipping. And it, uh, I believe it's just an... Uh, a different arch than was released for the Star Wars Premium LE and Batman 66 originally. Well, unfortunately, that's just the arch, too. That doesn't even include the Insider Connected kit. I, I believe so, yes. I could, maybe they just changed the orientation of the, the configuration for the holes of the kit. I don't know how they do that. Well, I don't, yeah, well, obviously the, the premium LE of Star Wars, you have the, the hyper loop or whatever that comes down. So mm-hmm. there may be some sort of mounting points or something. So they, yeah, I, I'll be curious to see where they are, but they are unique. I know Batman 66, whatever, Star Wars, and then I think Elvira too, all need, so well, even Stranger Things too. Well, no, doesn't Stranger I, Things need a unique things, arch? Somebody said Elvira, it does kind of work. You can already do it on Elvira. And then on Stranger Things, I think Stern indicated to us, no, they found out that it does 
it kind of works already on Stranger oh. Things. So it's good enough. Yep. I, I don't know. But uh, so I don't know. We're we're taking orders on those. I got a lot of people back ordered flipping out pinball for those specialty kits. So you'll be hearing from me very soon. I didn't lose your order. Still got it. Shout out Bruce Nightingale. So uh, I'll get with you guys on that once they do start coming in. Speaking of toppers, Jolie, for those of you still wanting an Avengers Infinity Quest and Jurassic Park toppers, they should be making more this year too. So we're going to see some of those go back on the production line. It's exciting yeah, I- stuff. That's uh yeah. Anybody that's that's in that hunt to try to find a, a topper, the last thing you want to pay for is it, it have to pay way over MSRP because mm-hmm. they're they're all sold out. So yeah, I'm I'm all for Stern making more. So I want to give everybody a heads up on that. Don't spend your dollars on the black market yet. Speaking of toppers, some of the greatest toppers come from Chicago Gaming Company. But where in the hell are the Cactus Canyon LEs or SE Pluses with their topper? I don't know. But what I do know, Joel, is that you can tune in today. July 25th, for those of you wonderful fans of the pinball show that listen on day one, uh, July 25th, Flippin' Out Pinball streaming channel over at twitch.tv slash Pinball. Watch the gang stream Cactus Canyon with special guest VP of sales, Ryan White from Chicago Gaming Company. Wow, that's exciting stuff. So BD and Bill and Courtney are going to have... Uh, Ryan White over there to stream some Cactus Canyon. Because yeah, they- Bill's got an SE, so they'll be... We stream I am jealous of uh I mean I, I mean I stream on the same channel, but we have very different streams and they their stream the fact that they can be in Chicago and oh, have yeah. access to some of these people and interview them and play alongside them is is really is fantastic. And for people for chat to be able to ask questions directly to some of these industry professionals mm-hmm. is is really awesome. Yeah, and I don't know if we'll see. Um, Brian White may have something to give away or maybe flipping out to give something away. Maybe he'll Talk about where in the hell my LE's at. Come on. (laughs) I want it now. I also want now something that I don't have that I do have ordered, and it's that Mermaid edition of Fathom Revisited. Where in the hell's my game, Joel? Uh, I think it's in Australia. Mutton. That's my game. <laughs> yeah. No, I those games, I'm glad to see they're trickling out. I'm glad they're being made. I also think it's awesome because they had one at Yegpin and there's, you know, people are having a chance to play them. And um, so far, the reports that I'm hearing are, are really positive. So mm-hmm. um, just be patient, Zach. Hopefully you'll get it soon. <sighs> patient number nine, Ozzy Osbourne. Rumor. <laughs> Yeah, Haggis Pinball received Best of Show Award for Fathom Revisited at the Brisbane Pinball and Arcade Collective. I hear great things about the details of that game, the build quality and stuff. Mm, juicy yeah, stuff. Yeah, they are. What is it? Marty's the one. I mean, he's putting a sticker on things, so it's got to be. Uh, yeah. He's got to be proud Put of it. Put a sticker yeah. on it. Putting your name on it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. And speaking of Australia, there's some competitive pinball news here, one including Australia, the Brisbane masters occurred this last week as well as yeg pen the canadians celebrating up there in uh edmonton where are they at there's somewhere up there no yeah, just canada yeah. right it's, it's all the same it's all just <laughs> cold north uh but a lot of people went up to canada and went to australia for those two conventions and, and competitions over at yeg pen eric stone florida man takes home first place the main tournament congratulations son of a <laughs> Sorry, that, yeah, was my, he's, that was my Eric Stone impersonation. Yeah, he's animated. Yeah, uh, partly cloudy with a <laughs> Steve Bowden won the Brisbane Masters and also took home two other first place finishes in other competitions this past weekend over in Aussie Land. And young Padawan Escher Leskov, he won three events as well. And the Aussie women's champ was Danny Peck. Nicely done, Danny. 
Escher is uh, Escher's absurd. Um, he's George with with Don't Panic Flip, he has him on some of his streams because he's local to George. And I mean, like Escher, the, one of the times I played Turtles recently, he got to Cowabunga, which is the mm-hmm. main wizard mode, which is insane to get yes, to. He got to it, I think, twice in one game. Dude. I mean, it's just the kid is unbelievable. He's his like abilities. an adjunct TPN streamer. Uh, at this point yeah which is awesome i mean super smart he knows when it comes to code and just like from a competitive standpoint if he knows i need x amount of points he can like do the math in his head on what exactly he needs to do to get Mm -hmm. to that it's it's he's He's it's unbelievable i i just hope he ends up in the industry um in some way Mm -hmm. either designing or building or whatever coding because it's just well, and that's his what head I that's what I love about pinball. seeing Steve Bowden taking home this Brisbane Masters Championship yes. because yeah. he's over to American Pinball, and who better to help with rules and, and concepts of a game than somebody this good at pinball and somebody this likable too? That that also helps. But man, American Pinball, I cannot wait to see what uh, Stevie B is up to over there with their games. Yeah, I'm ready for that Nordman game. Man, I've been playing Whitewater I, I, a lot. Mm. I think we're all ready to see what, uh, you know, American Pinball's talked a lot. They've talked a lot about all this that's coming, and I'm just, I think we're all, we're all just waiting. We're mm. all just waiting to see it. And uh, I hope they've under-promised and over-deliver, you know, that would be, that <laughs> would be fantastic. Wow. Yeah, that would be great, but. No regrets. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll have to see there. And and shout out to Yegpin, because I know uh, there's a few TPN guys, you know, top rope, and then the Castlemans um, oh, yeah. Yeah. with the pinballers, they're up there. And, and I'm hearing nothing but really good things about how well it's set up and impressed. I mean, Jeff Teolis is there. Just mm-hmm. people are like, this may be a pin, um, uh, Mini pin pinbird replacement. Yeah, it's, they are really speaking highly of it, which is awesome. And the artwork's kind of cool too for their logo, right? Joel? It's it's I freaking <laughs> love the artwork to the point where I told Mike, dude, you got to buy me a shirt, and then we have to find a way yeah. to get it from Canada to me. <laughs> uh, very cool. All right, I can sit here and I can sing to you Dolly Parton and her sweet rhythms of Joe Lee all day long, or I can sing to you something that you guys cannot get enough of. No, it's not the screaming goat. No, it's not the eagle. Baby, it could be that F-14 fighter jet. It's Market! Oh, shit. Market trends! That that was everything I hoped it was going to be. We actually... Pew, I have pew, video pew, on, pew, pew. and to see Zach go all out, I, uh... Yes, thank you for thank you for doing that. Coming that in great. hot, coming in heavy. Let's talk about bushings. Let's talk about shafts oh, wow. getting lubricated. <laughs> Uh, perfect. That's good. Trending up. <laughs> up, up, up. Trending up this week is some kind of metal flipper bush <laughs> shaft. Oh, we're getting erotic here. Uh, thing that uh, Joe Lingleberth keeps shilling. What is this? <laughs> what, are, yeah. what is this? So, you know, I was browsing Pinside and I see this this new product. You sure it was Pinside? Up. Talking about bushes <laughs> and shafts. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, the new product, it's these metal, metal flippers. And I've they, there's been metal, metal flippers before, and it's just like, ah, those look cool. But when I started looking into it, the guy also, so this is the Precision Flip Flipper System. Um, the guy also sells a precision milled bushing. Mm-hmm. And, and the bushing is, is the part that actually attaches to your flipper mech that the, that the flipper shaft goes through. And normally they're made out of nylon, and and normally there's a decent bit of play there between the the flipper shaft and the bushing, and and because of that, you know, when you try to do a dead bounce or anything, yeah, maybe, maybe you'll see your flippers. Maybe that's a that's a you thing, brother. 
This is just too easy for you. It's I mean, you way too heard, easy. Yeah, way Tom. Too easy. When I tried to talk about these on Triple they Drink, giggled Tom like was little girls. Dying. <laughs> he was dying. Uh, well, with that play, you can get. I mean, that's there's some inaccuracy there of of your shots, or, or if you're trying to do a bed a dead bounce, like inconsistency. Might hit the and, wrong hole. It happens. Yeah, it it to me. It it sparked my interest enough to reach out to the guy. And okay. So I, I reached out to him. I started a conversation. And luckily, his name's John. Super nice guy. He actually has his phone number on, on Pinside. You can PM him, call him, whatever. He sent me a set, and I put him in my turtles. And I will just tell you, um, they the way they installed was super easy because you attach the flipper bat after the, the shaft is installed. So you can position it perfectly with just one screw. Um, just installing the flippers, super painless. And then what I will tell you with 100% confidence, putting in the the bushing and the flipper, my accuracy did improve. Um, I, with turtles, you pick a turtle. So you pick before you start and, and there's, there's score tables. There's score tables per each turtle. I set the high score on all four turtles when I played that wow. night. So I had four games where I, and the overall GC. So my overall accuracy went up. I do think I, I the the flippers felt more powerful, so I could now backhand the left ramp, which I couldn't do. Hmm. So I was I did really see impressed. I you backhand in that left ramp pretty pretty consistently. Yeah, which is not something that I was able to do with mm-hmm. the standard, you know, nylon bushing and standard flipper. So I mean, it makes I'm sense. Really, it totally yeah. makes sense. So I don't know if just the bushing is all you need and you could still use the plastic flipper or if it's a combination of the two, but I like the way they look. They come in different colors. I was super impressed by them. Um, I will say people are are cautious because they're like, that's a metal bushing with a metal shaft. So you now have metal on metal. Mm-hmm. He does it suggest some sort of lubrication, whether it's an oil or a Jesus, grease, which we- now I know exactly now. All of a sudden, you're you're adding that type of you know nobody wants that. I'm but just thinking I, we're dealing with all of these key words, and then you've got to throw in lube. Lube, there you go. Okay. Yeah. But what I I just what I will say is cosmetically they're awesome. The installation, the way you can adjust the flippers or even swap out. Flipper yeah, you bats said for you can swap sizes. them out. Like if you if you want to swap yeah. out some uh, some lightning flippers for yep. you don't have to take the whole damn thing apart. No, now, just like you have to do with a regular flipper system, you can just uh, unscrew a little screw, boom, pull up the flipper bats yeah. themselves, pull, put it back down, bam. Uh, that's to me why I, I hope that's like cool. a Carl D'Angelo or a high-end competitive player gets a hold of one of these sets because they could on stream pop the glass off, use an Allen, uh, Allen key to, mm-hmm. to, or to pop off the bats and put on two different size flippers in five minutes or less and – Totally changed the way their game plays. So I, I'm excited about them. I'm excited enough about them that I'm I am going to get another set for my Deadpool. Wow. Okay. I just it it the game I, I loved it. When I streamed it with the other night, I came away from Turtles like loving the game. That game normally beats me up, but you know, when you actually start to hit some of your shots, pinball <laughs> right. gets a lot more fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um so it, I don't I know I sound like a shill. edge like uh, naturally somebody like Steve Bowner Escher has. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is how it feels. Yeah, that's but right. I, this I know is how I, it feels. I sound like a shill, but to oh, I, totally I can say, like a shill. I can say with confidence, like I'm impressed. There's a few products that I've been able to test. Pinmonk Flipper fans are another that genuinely mm-hmm. have improved the quality of my gameplay, and and I will gladly support them. Absolutely. Um, so and yeah, reach out to uh, re- you can reach out to John directly if you have questions or, or they buy I mean, just search. They're on Pinside, so okay. it's the Precision Flip Flipper system. And make sure you get the bushings. And uh, you know, okay. let me know. Let, let you feel free to reach out to me if 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 you like them or don't or or why. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. And then hopefully once that 
makes him 20 to 50 sales additionally because of the show, he, <laughs> he'll send me out a set so that I can try them out as well. Who yeah, am I they're, kidding? They're, I never install it. I've got you mods. You buy every mod up. and you don't, I don't install even update anything. codes. Yeah. I know. Oh, I know. I don't know. Dude, I'm loving Toy Story so much that I actually went through the Unibootin Mac code update that you had to do on Toy Story before it became Wi-Fi. So you hey. are going to be getting this week, Joel Engelberth on the Flipping Out Pinball Podcast. You're going to be streaming Toy Story 4 with the newest code. Yeah. No, uh-huh. I'm, I'm excited. I uh, I think I could have updated it myself, but I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you no, for uh, you. for going that extra mile and, and updating the code of the game. It took so a lot. Should be a good time. Spooky, I'm still trying to figure out yours. Training up this week is Godzilla Premium LE. Of course it is. Everybody still wants one. Everybody's still waiting for one. And for those of you who do not want to wait any longer, you're going to have to pay more because it's still over MSRP for the Pro, the Premium, the LE, especially the LE. Damn, that thing is holding value. It's like a Pirates of the Caribbean by JJP. It's Godzilla Premium. It's Godzilla LE. And the whole game is still there in the Pro. Not that I'm rubbing it in to Joel, who's still waiting on his, or, or Drew Boyver from the poor man's that's still waiting on his or the handful of other friends that I have that are like, Zach, I'm your friend. Is there, does that mean nothing to you? And when it comes to business, no, it doesn't sit down. We'll get to your Godzilla premium. Whenever the time comes, nobody's cutting the line. Listen to me throw my friends under the bus. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever asked to jump the line, but most of my friends would take me up on it. If I offered, I uh, see you. The more I talk to Stern, the more I think that they are going to try to find a way to squeeze out one, two, three additional runs this year. Hopefully, fingers are crossed. But until this thing oversaturates the market in the next five years, it's just going to stay high. And this pin continues to trend up because it's always refreshed with pinball mods. It's like one of the newest games that is just being modded to hell, man. Trending up this week is Godzilla mods. For example, I have two mods coming to me, both for Godzilla, and I cannot say enough about the quality and the looks of these things. One being from Stumblord. Remember that Tokyo sign mod that he was working on for Godzilla? Now, it's come out with a mod collection it's called the Lolly UFO Mod Collection by Stumbler. And you guys know the pop bumper there that a lot of people are doing like the, um, the Zillion ship there, the, the UFO spaceship. So it looks like that, but it has his, like his, his freaking light shows in it. It's colored pattern LED light shows. So that, and also you get in this package, like sling posts that are animated and triggered as well that light up and a beam in the back glass or the trans light that is illuminated and adds additional lighting features to the beam of like fire from Godzilla's mouth. So you get all of this. And again, the list is staggering. It's getting super long. And for a price of 235 for all of this stuff, yeah, I'm sold on it. This stuff is so well done. All of you people complaining, Stern didn't put enough in their game. Well, if there's a beloved game like this, all of the mod creators and the brilliant minds out there are gonna fix it for you can't say enough about Godzilla mods. For, uh, T. Diddy, my pal T. Diddy over there making the nail oil building mod. You guys see this? There's nothing going on to the left side of that game on Godzilla over like the uh, the spinner area kind of thing. He created a mod that looks and matches the rest of the landscape and the, and the cityscape in the background, including the three-dimensional building mod, whether it's on the premium LE that goes up and down or just the stationary one on the Pro. But he's bringing that world to life by adding another 
building feature into the game. It's just so nicely done, so nicely crafted. Get on that list as well because Godzilla mods are trending up as well as making, subsequently, Godzilla the game trend up too. Whew. Damn, Joel, you're Mr. Positivity. And there's a lot of podcasters out there and streamers and content providers that are all about that positivity. And there's some people out there that just love negativity and throwing mud, whether it is a podcaster or just forum members. But myself, that keeps it real. I'm only here to report the facts, people. Don't kill the messenger. What goes up must go down. I've got to report that Black Knight Sword of Rage Premium LE is trending down. Now, personally, I think the game itself is much better in the pro version. That upper play field is everything for a Black Knight game, right? That's what we've become accustomed to. But if you want to fall asleep and stay up on the upper play field all day long, that's just my personal take on the game itself. That doesn't reflect the numbers, but the numbers are also trending down. I will say that I'm surprised they are still up as high as they are with this game. I mean, LEs are still going for like ten, eleven thousand dollars It seems just, just not so crazy to me whenever I see a game this high up there. And then you'll see like Walking Dead Ellie go for 8000 Or you'll see like Turtles Ellie go for like ninety five. I'm like, there is no reasoning here. But I'm starting to see a lot of premium Ellie Black Knight sort of rages on the marketplace. And with that, uh, tends to come down price. With a general softening of the marketplace already, um, you're going to see those drop substantially. I think if you're wanting to go in on a premium, you're going to be paying, or an Ellie, you're going to be paying about 1000 less than you were eight months ago for this particular title. If you have been wanting this, in my opinion, inferior model of this game, the premium LE over the pro, I would say hold out a little bit longer. I think prices are gonna to continue to drop on this particular game. And the only thing that really keeps it up, let's not lie to one another, is that topper. The pro is a good game though. The pro's a really good game. Also ridiculous this week, training down is Canada Pinball Reviews. Chris. You got so much going for you. You have what you report to be the most popular and provocative pinball podcast in all of pinball media history. You give hot takes. You've got people willing to pay you a couple grand a month just to listen to your shows. None of this I can refute. But the reason you're trending down this week, number one, is because you're saying shit that doesn't even make sense regarding distribution and stuff last week but number two throw so much shit at a wall just to see what sticks to say see i said it first but mainly it was your review while playing toy story 4 this last week during a stream oh listener the man sat there and said over and over how you should not buy this game because it was too easy you're an idiot if you buy the ce it's way too easy it's way and look to each their own on toy story 4 a lot of people love it a lot of people don't like it. And some of the arguments that Chris was making, I can't argue. It's more of a subjective kind of thing. But when you tell me the game is too easy and you try to vomit that propaganda to everybody and you proceed to then stream the game and play like a four-year-old and have no concept of what the, what the rules are, bruh. How you gonna call it easy? Crap on this game all you want, but one thing you should always stay away from is trying to explain anything regarding its difficulty. Because you're like me, you're not a great pinball player. And if I picked up a game and missed every shot and had no clue how to start modes, to complete tasks, to start multiples, to do, if I had no clue how to do any of it, the last thing I would be doing is telling people it's too easy. I do agree, it is too easy for Carl D'Angelo. 
It's too easy for Travis Murray, for the upper echelon of pinball people. But to me, to yourself, to many of your fans, Canada, it is the opposite of being too easy. Stick to the hot takes, stick to the rumors, but leave the reviews for the Greg B-plus bones of the world and yours truly. All right, Jolie, these people want to save some money. The market's softening up a little bit, so I'm going to save them even more cash on this week's Deals of the Week. Bye, bye, bye! Deal of the Week this week is from Flipping Out Pinball, sponsor of the show. Ding, baby. Speaking of Black Knight, it's one of those, but it's a Sword of Rage Pro Edition. We just got one in on trade that I'm willing to save you guys some money on. Rewind the clocks 8 to 12 months, and everybody wanted Sword of Rage Pro by Stern Pinball. They wanted to throw the topper on there, and they were spending almost seven in the sevens for a pro. No topper. They were spinning that. Right now, we have one in great condition that I'd be willing to let go to the listener here for the special price of $59.99. Bye, bye, bye! That's over $900 cheaper than a new one in box. Come pick it up. $59.99 for a Black Knight Sword of Rage Pro. Still have that pinball bounty open for a Dolly Parton. Thank you to all of you who did message me. There was one in Texas this last week, and it was a pretty one. It was a pretty one. But for the price, it... I'm willing to pay that price, but it, it's got to check all the boxes. Didn't check all the boxes. Um, so if that's the case, eh, you got to look for the next one. You're out there, Dolly. I know it. And I will be patient until you come home. And as always, listener, I'm just here reporting the facts, maybe not telling you what you want to hear, but telling you what you need to hear, because numbers never lie, and neither do I, on Pinball Market Trends. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was our show. Joel, thanks for coming on. That wasn't too bad, right? No, it was Getting great. Started a little late. I was warned. I was well. warned by... I, I reached out to Dennis, and yes, Dennis was... Uh, well, I reached out on the TPN Discord, of course, because mm-hmm. I want everybody else to enjoy, enjoy the fun. And yeah. He's like, number one, Zach will be late. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then he gave me some other stuff with prep, and no, I'm, well, I'm things, happy to, things, happy to uh, be What here. can I say, Joel? Things pop up. I, mm-hmm. I, I, it happens, and I'm happy for you. Yeah. Where can people find you? Uh, too many places. Uh, you can email me <laughs> at justanotherpinball at gmail.com, but otherwise, tripledrain at gmail.com if you enjoy the podcast. It's truly, we look at that, uh, Travis and Tom and I, we kind of look at that as poker night, just three guys shooting the breeze on chatting up pinball. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, on the Pinball Network, I stream every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight, Eastern Standard Time, and normally every other week, I do a chatting stream, so I get other TPN streamers or podcasters on, so and that's good. another thing we do. So if you can't catch it live, those are always on YouTube, and you can listen to those after the fact. And then every other week, I also stream on the Flipping Out channel on Twitch. So Toy Story um, 4 is coming. If, yeah. If you want to get a hold of me, there's there's plenty of ways. Yeah. Plenty do you of think ways. you're going to get to the wizard mode? I that's, sure hope so. The you know, challenge. the the fact that Travis and Tom gave me such a hard time, like, hey, guys, I, I I was not prepared when I said, and and for Travis to be talking about this game being so easy oh, for me easy. to be like, well, do you think I'll get to the wizard mode? And Tom, without nope. missing a breath, goes, no. And I was like, okay. I still right. haven't so got I, to the wizard mode. I hope. I hope I can do it. I hope I can do it for, you know, maybe a little bit of pride. That would be great. Man, you'd be like Canada. you can reach me at the pinball show at gmail.com you can also watch the straight down the middle video series greg and i recording this week i believe what do you guys want to see from us next a little rush review a little toy story 4 review bone's been playing hits for a while maybe we can review that this or that 
We got some fun stuff coming out. Or you can reach me over at Flipping Out Pinball if you'd like to buy a brand new or pre owned pinball machine, arcade machine, accessories, pre order lists, etc. Email me at Zach, Z A C H, at flip the letter N out pinball.com or text message me at 812 457 9711. If you've got a billing question or maybe a part shipping or an accessory shipping question, email Nicole, N I C O L E, at flipping out pinball.com. If you've got a tech question, a game or part that you got from us just is not working right. Need to submit for warranty. What is going on with my game? It's Greg, G-R-E-G, at FlippinOutPinball.com. Product showcase this week from Flippin' Out is a Mandalorian Pro, one of the hottest IPs of the decade. Star Wars Mandalorian Pro. Bring baby Grogu home today. A little special there, too. Contact me. We'll uh, we'll get you free shipping on a Mandalorian Pro. I got premiums, too, but the showcase for the Pro. And yeah, we'll hook you up. We will hook you up. Toy Story 4, still taking orders on that. And we did open up a couple of spots on our website for a collector's edition. We got our hands on more of those. I wanted a ton of CE spots. I needed a ton of CE spots. We got them. And now we were blessed with some more. Sweet. Lock in yours today. Speaking of locking in stuff, hey, if you want to pay in full for an upcoming Queen Rhapsody edition, you know where to go. Or if you want to put in a non-refundable deposit on a Queen Rhapsody in 2023 or a Champions in 2023, we've got them on our website now. In stock, if you guys are ready for a game today, we got Mandalorian Pro, Mandalorian Premium. We have, I believe, an Avengers Pro, Rush Pro and Premium, Guns and Roses LE. We've even got Art Blades, Toppers, Banners, but we got the games themselves ready to go. Cactus Canyon Remake, I believe we have an SE ready to go. We're trying to inventory these games for you guys so you don't have to wait any longer. We've got Pro Insider Connected kits. We're still taking orders on Alien. We've got that Elvira 40th, number 40. <sighs> oh, I've got, I've got two people sniffing on that thing. They're circling it. Don't pee on it, people. It's not a fire hydrant. But somebody's going to snag that up soon. We've got that Turtles Premium I was talking about pre-owned, a Deadpool LE that I've been putting in my own collection until it's ready to go. Corvette, got that pre-owned Godzilla, taking pre-orders on the accessories as well as the game itself. Same with Rush, accessories got to come out sooner or later. Mandalorian Topper, we got a long, long, long list, but we can put you on it. And for those of you who said, hey, isn't MMR coming out, Medieval Madness Remake by Chicago Gaming coming next year? Yeah, sure, it is. We've got a super long list. We don't know how many we're going to get. We don't know the pricing. We don't know the release date. We really know nothing besides they still plan to do a run of them. We can put you on our list, but uh, we don't have any details on that. Golden Tee ready to ship. We've got banners ready to go. Merchandise. Escalera still turn around four to five months. And I don't think we have any more Elite Pinball IJ Deluxe Toppers left. But the Pirates of the Caribbean Kraken Topper? <gasps> Message me for details. Might be able to get you one. TPN last week, final round pinball podcast, as well as the Triple Dream pinball podcast and the pinball tapes covering Cosmic Princess. We're running long. I don't know what, uh, what TPN is going to bring us this week, but each and every day, we've got something wonderful for your pinball eyes and ears, and most importantly, your hearts. Thanks for listening to the pinball show. For Joel E., I'm Zach Men E. Uh, and remember, if Zach ever actually invites you to be on the pinball show, all you have to do is show up, read some notes, Put on a smiling face and just don't eat food on a podcast <laughs> like an idiot, a.k.a. David Dennis. Don't be David Dennis. Don't, just don't ever be David. Whatever <laughs> David Dennis does, just don't do it. We should be more Dennis Creasel. Dennis, yes, Dennis Creasel, no David Dennis. There you go. 
Choose your dentist wisely. <laughs> Choose your dentist wisely. That's great. Choose yeah. your dentist widely, wisely. <laughs> David Dennis Creasel, yes. David Dennis, uh, no. God, he is the worst. And always practice safe pinball. And when push comes to shove and you want the answers to your questions, use your head. Sometimes the answers are easy. I'll talk to you next week. I see a little silhouette of a man. And sorry for the delay. Dennis already warned you I was going to be late. This time it was actually good. I believe it or not, I got like the little hint from Nicole that she wanted to have sex. And I was like, um, sorry, Joel, uh, you're, you're going to have to sit the bench on this one. <laughs> hey, more power to you, man. That's right. I'm married. Uh, Four kids doesn't come around off. So, yeah. Shoot. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm nice and uh, fresh there, Engelberg. I'm for you. It would have been funnier if you would have been like, I need 30 minutes and then five minutes later, That's you're right, like, like, all right, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Training up. Um, <laughs> but it's, no, that's not what he says. No, you he, wait and see. Yeah. Well, wait and see is really calm. Like his wait and see. Oh, but what is he? he? Say what? That's say, his. Say what? What's a bird that does that? Say what? Over and over again. I don't know. Like it. a peacock. A peacock makes a really kind Craig of. Craig Bobby a, be a peacock. I don't know. I'm just thinking of the sound, the noise. Yeah. Uh, if you're gonna. Crap. This is this is way harder. Yeah, I know it is. So it's 10.30 here. I mean, that would put us right at noon. Yep. So that's totally fine. Good deal. I'll have you hard out at noon there. Okay. Wow. <clears throat> hard out. All right. That's, yep. what they, that's what they call it in the biz. Oh, okay. I get a hard right. out at, uh, you know. I've heard a hard on, but no, hard out. Okay. Not a hard out. Yeah. That's what I had this morning. Hey. Uh, I'm happy for you, man.